Thank you for joining us for Fourth Watch One. This is Tom, and this is our 18th episode, always keeping it short. In fact, this will be no longer than six minutes tops, and we have several things to cover. First on my list is this new Christian TV series, The Chosen. It's a multi-season series about the life of Christ, now in season two, and it's actually very good. A lot of the Christian movies and miniseries fall flat, I think, though there have been some good ones. There was, of course, Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, which was very good but tough to watch because of the extremely graphic depiction of Jesus' torture and crucifixion, but really a very good movie. Then there was the Bible miniseries produced by the husband-wife team of Mark Burnett and Roma Downey. I actually enjoyed that one, too. Even A.D. The Bible Continues, also produced by Burnett and Downey. Then there was a recent movie about the Apostle Paul, which starred James Faulkner as Paul and Jim Caviezel, the guy who played Jesus in Gibson's The Passion, as the gospel writer Luke. And, of course, the biblically-based Charlton Heston epics like Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments. Those were fantastic. And there were a few others. There was even a recent film entitled Risen, starring Joseph Fiennes as a Roman tribune, which, by the way, is essentially a Roman army colonel who was seeking after the risen Christ. So there are some good ones out there, no question about it. But getting back to The Chosen... I really do love this series, and I think one of the strengths of The Chosen is its character development. Most people don't understand the importance of character development in good writing and storytelling. The Chosen's director, Dallas Jenkins, however, does. Another great thing about Dallas is that, like so many of us, he believes in the inerrancy of Scripture. I recently watched an interview with him and was pleased to learn that he in no way embraces this oddly emerging progressive form of Christianity if we can call it Christianity, where anything goes and all is dependent on the prevailing culture. But Dallas Jenkins is serious about the Bible. Granted, he does take a few editorial liberties with the characters themselves, and understandably, since he's expounding on the lives of those persons from New Testament history, even touching a bit on the Old Testament, but always holding fast to the truth of Scripture. The stories are all grounded in solid theology, and this really is a marvelous series, and not just because I say so. Speaking of great Christian stories, I recently read and reviewed what I believe will prove to be the definitive biography of the late Dr. R.C. Sproul. I reviewed the book written by Dr. Stephen Nichols for the Christian Post, and you can find it by going directly to the Christian Post, or perhaps easier, just visit my website, uswriter.com. That's U-S-W-R-I-T-E-R. Com. Then scroll down until near the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to Review of R.C. Sproul of Life, The Christian Post. Click on that, and it'll take you directly to my review of Nichols' book. Let me now share with you the first paragraph of that review. I write, quote, America lost one of its greatest, most learned, most entertaining, and arguably most pugilistic reformed theologians on December 14, 2017, with the passing of Dr. Robert Charles R.C. Sproul, 78, an ordained pastor in the Presbyterian Church in America, PCA, and founder of Ligonier Ministries, and almost immediately after his death, Christians throughout the English-speaking world began wondering when there would be even clamoring for a biography of the man once described as the consummate happy warrior, a lion, and one of the greatest living theologians of our age. End quote. Anyway, read the review for yourselves, order the book. The book's a must-read in my opinion. Now, guess what this week commemorates? Well, for me personally, it's my birthday. 
I'll be 62 on April the 30th, but that's not what I'm talking about. This week, specifically April 27th, marks the 216th anniversary of U.S. Marine Lieutenant Presley O'Bannon and a handful of Marines leading an unlikely army of Arabs, Western European adventurers, and Greek mercenaries attacking and seizing the fortress at Derna, commanded by the ruling Pasha on the shores of Tripoli. And yes, that's where the line comes from in our Marines' hymn. Anyway, having just crossed a 500 to 700 mile stretch of North African desert and now supported by the offshore guns of three U.S. warships, O'Bannon's men stormed the enemy's works in fierce hand-to-hand fighting, turned the enemy's guns on the Pasha's palace, and ultimately raised the American flag over foreign soil for the first time in U.S. history. So impressed with O'Bannon's leadership and heroics, the newly installed Pasha presented O'Bannon with a Mameluke sword. Marine officers today still carry the Mameluke sword, whereas Marine NCOs carry the traditional naval infantry saber. I actually have a framed print of a painting of O'Bannon's Marines storming the fortress there on the Mediterranean coast, which is hung either in my office or my den for years, and for a brief period of time, that same framed picture was on loan to a bar in Columbia, South Carolina's Five Points, but that was like more than 25 years ago. Anyway, thank you for listening. Tell others our next podcast will be in a few weeks or so, and God bless.